Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Mark Rayshap. This is Another Bottle Down, and we are coming at you from Austin, Texas, uh, on the radio in Austin at 91.7 FM KOOP, uh, and then, of course, uh, in the podcast world. So thank you so much for checking us out. Today, we're celebrating a little bit late. Last week was WSET week. That is the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. They're a third-party certification company coming out of London, and they uh, offer nine different certifications. There's really four, though, that are appropriate in the wine world, which is what we focus on here. So I got the owner of the Texas Wine School, Liz Palmer, on the phone, and we chatted about what they have going on with Level 1 up at the Vineyard at Florence up in North Austin, and what is going on overall at the Texas Wine School. Uh, So without further ado, this is Liz Palmer, and then later in the show we're going to get into hearing the experiences of Sissy Preston, who is in the last and final level uh, doing her diploma certificate. So uh, here's Liz Palmer from the Texas Wine School. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'd like to just have you give us a rundown of what the Texas Wine School is all about, and... Um, and we'll delve into maybe a little of the history and, and where you guys are going. Sounds great. Um, yeah, the Texas Wine School is all about educating people in the wine trade as well as interested consumers in just about anything related to wine. So we offer a variety of certification classes as well as some one-time consumer classes for for people to attend and learn more. So do you see a, a kind of a, a big divide between uh, folks who are in the industry uh, in terms of needs and in terms of intensity as opposed to consumers? Because um, I, I, I understand that, that certification amongst consumers is really growing in, in the wine industry. Yeah, I don't really see a big divide between the two. I see a lot of interested consumers, particularly who are educated, who are used to sitting in a classroom, who like books and teachers and some formal instruction, um, really enjoy certification classes as much as people who are in the trade and need the knowledge for their work. Right, right. Always a big, always a big deal. And that's, that's something that we're really about here too on the show. Um, so, so tell us a little bit, last week was WSET uh, week, the, and, and for folks who don't know, that's the Wine and Spirits Education Trust, and you're one of the few providers that in, in the state of Texas where people can take those uh, more standardized classes. Um, can you give us a rundown of, of what WSET is, or sometimes people say we said or uh, WSET, they're all kind of the same thing, right? Give us a rundown as to what, what, what it's about. Sure. WSET is the largest wine and spirits education provider in the world, and they offer more than nine certifications in 650 locations around the world. Wow. There are 40 approved providers here in the United States, and different providers might provide different of those qualifications, which range from, you know, basics in wine to... Uh, spirits to sake and some high-level classes as well as entry-level. Yeah. Um, and later on the show, we're going to hear from from somebody who's in the process. Um, give us a kind of a, a rundown of, so if we focus on wine, which, which we're focused on here, 
What is the so so your level one class is kind of coming up, and we'll talk about that. But can you kind of give us the progression as to what the focus is, and um, and and how this kind of coaches somebody into you know being a full, well-rounded wine professional or or knowledgeable consumer? The level one in wine is largely there to help people gain confidence in wine. It starts very basic. Wine is made from grapes. Some (laughs) grapes produce red wine. Some grapes produce white wines. Sometimes wine is sweet. Sometimes it's dry, um, sparkling. And so it starts really basic, but it gives you the whole world of wine, why grapes are grown, where they're grown, how they're made into different wines and just kind of gives you a a solid understanding of the world of wine. Level two gets a little bit deeper, and level three deeper still. Okay. And and I like to say that that it's important to kind of fill in your gaps of wine knowledge where you might feel confident in in one particular topic but then gets a little hazy in another topic, right? So is that do you see everybody comes to the table with different base knowledges, right? And is is it fun to kind of fill in the gaps of of what people are understanding? Oh, of course, it's super fun. I love when People claim that they don't like any white wine or they only <laughs> drink cab. Um, it's really fun to open their eyes to, uh, to other, other types of wine. Right. And, and I'd like to have you describe, uh, so, so of course we're talking about WSET here. Um, you are offering levels one through three, uh, and then there is a fourth level, uh, the diploma program. Uh, which is which is much more in depth and has a lot of different uh, facets of the test, um, dude. So, but but that's not all that you offer at the the Texas Wine School. Um, but I do want you to describe if if somebody is interested in wine, uh, WSET is maybe one route to go. But there are uh, other other routes and uh, other certifications, and you know, of course, other classes that people can take. Can you tell us a little bit about the major certifications? Sure. Um, The major certifications in the world of wine are through WSET, through the Society of Wine Educators, and through the Court of Master Sommeliers. We at the Texas Wine School do not offer any of the classes that are from the Court of Master Sommeliers, but we do offer classes from both WSET and the Society of Wine Educators. Yeah, and and what is the focus? I mean, I know that a lot of people, one of the things that I try to uh, enlighten folks on is that you know the the everybody's seen the movie Psalm, and there there's a lot of uh, mysticism maybe around the world of sommeliers, but they it, it is just a particular focus, right? And and these other organizations have slightly different focuses. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. The uh, the Court of Masters and what was shown in the movie Psalm is largely about service and hospitality. And of course, they get into the to the nitty gritty at the higher levels of um, viticulture and winemaking as well. Right. The um, WSET all throughout has um, has probably a greater focus on viticulture and winemaking, but um, certainly a strong emphasis on tasting throughout. 
and a society of wine educators is much more tailored for people who want to be in the industry and they don't have a as much of a tasting component, certainly at their early levels. Right, right, and then um, and then in the later levels for them, there is a an edu- a, a teaching component, right? Absolutely. And yes. and and uh, so for WSET, it's handy um, that that there's a lot of emphasis put on on writing. If you're wanting to be into wine journalism or something in that in that ilk, there's a little bit more coaching as far as um, you know writing articles, etc. Is that does that come into play a little bit more? Yes, and all of their exams are written. So the tasting notes are written as well as um, your short answer and theory questions are also written, whereas the Court of Masters um, focuses much more on verbal communication, as if you were a psalm on the floor of a restaurant right. trying to answer customers' questions. Well, very cool stuff. Can can you tell us a little bit about you? And you took over the Texas Wine School. Now, now the Texas Wine School is based in Houston, right? But you're offering classes all over. Tell us a little That's bit right. about that. Yeah, I took over the Texas Wine School in 2016, but it was a gradual transition with the former owner who founded the school in 2010. Yeah. And we primarily offer classes here in Houston, but we offer WSET classes in particular around the state and often just based on needs. When people call us up and say they're ready, we'll put together a class form. Okay, and so you can do that whether any anywhere. It could be in at a at a winery. It could be now. You do offer um, uh, somewhat regular classes up at the Vineyard of Florence, which is where this upcoming class is being held, right? And that's level yes. one. And for folks who want more information, they can go to the TexasWineSchool.com. Don't forget the 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 TexasWineSchool.com. Yeah, but so the, so there are somewhat regular classes offered up at the Vineyard of Florence, right? Yeah, we'll offer WSET levels one and two about three to four times a year up at the Vineyard. Yeah, okay, and great. A great partnership, yeah. Yeah, and and um, and tell us a little bit about the instructor there, because it's not going to be you teaching that, that class, um, but a very energetic and, and knowledgeable uh, wine professional, right? That's right. Daniela DeSuda is working on her, her diploma level through WSET, and she is um, a super fun and engaging instructor who teaches level one and two there at the Vineyard. Cool. And then um, you have also another instructor more so based out of San Antonio. Is, is Are there kind of upcoming classes uh, elsewhere in the central Texas area? That is the goal. We don't have any classes yet on the schedule, but we hope to have some by the end of the summer or into the fall. Right. And she, um, Sherry Patillo is her name. She also taught a class, WSET Level 3, in the Hill Country this winter, and we hope to be able to repeat that in the future. Okay, so so, so for WSET, and, and it does get a little bit confusing with the various levels, but um, there actually are no prerequisites for WSET Three for the for level three, you can kind of jump in if you if you have a strong base knowledge. Is that correct? 
That is correct, although we do discourage people if they don't have any background in wine from jumping in at level three. Because there's a blind tasting component at that level, we really want to make sure that people are are well prepared for that exam. Right, because not only is it just choosing the, the or, or, or selecting the wine, what the wine actually is, but there's there's a really designated and and really formal way to taste, right, that you might learn the basics in, in one and two. Yes, they offer, they call it the systematic approach to tasting, but it's a methodology where you approach every wine the same way. It really allows you to compare different wines. Yeah. In, in a, in a, in somewhat of a scientific and systematic uh, way. And, and that's what, you know, I think that's, that's something that the, the public is, has a struggles with. They see, you know, they, they think that folks just kind of pull these flavors out of the, out of thin air, but there is actually a very, uh, a, a very structured way to approach wine tasting, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if, if you use words that are specific to your background and your history, they're not as helpful in, in being able to describe a wine to someone else. So it helps to have a common language that, um, that professionals can all speak yeah. so that we understand the wine that we're talking about. Um, Liz, so Liz Palmer is the owner of Texas Wine School based out of Houston. They have a, a class coming up at the Vineyard of Florence. If you want more information about that uh, and all of the stuff that they offer, thetexaswineschool.com. We've got a few minutes left, Liz, in our segment here. Um, I, I'm, I'd love to ask you about where, you know, what you think are the most misunderstood topics in wine. <laughs> we could probably talk for hours on this, but what, what are the most, you know, and what are the things that you see uh, students almost struggling with the most and is the mis- most misunderstood? In the beginning, when people are first approaching wine, I think what is most misunderstood is the concept of sweetness versus dry wine. Yeah. Almost everyone approaches a wine that smells fresh and fruity with an understanding that it's sweet just because it smells sweet. But most wines that are produced and sold are, in fact, dry. And that's um, an interesting revelation for a lot of newcomers to the field. Do folks just need to be told that? Or is, it, is there a, a little bit of a training as to, hey, this is, um, or, or a way to separate in your mind, this is sweet, as, as opposed to it just has smells like things that we associate with sweetness? Yeah, well, when you think about um, different flavors, your tongue can only perceive a few, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, and everything else that you think you're tasting is really smell. Sometimes it's the retronasal smell that enters um, from your mouth up into your nose, or it could be you know, what you're actually smelling through your nose. But the sweetness you taste on the tip of your tongue. So when you're tasting a wine, if you just stick the tip of your tongue in the wine, you'll be able to perceive whether it's in fact sweet or whether the the fruit flavors are just ripe and sweet. Right. Well, um, any final thoughts, Liz, before we let you go? And uh, I really want to thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, You know, the classes, WSET is a super fun class at least half of the time is spent tasting. So it's not, not just about sitting in a classroom and learning theory. You do get to, to taste and enjoy some wines as well. 
Right. Oh, and I guess we didn't mention how how long the class runs. It, it's just one weekend, right? It's it's spanned over two days. That's right. So it's four hours each day, and there is an exam during the last hour of the last day. Wow. So pretty. So pretty nice. Uh, not too much of a time commitment, and um, and and there is a certification that that follows that's certified internationally. That's right. Thanks to Liz. We really look forward to following her classes and all the people who are really enjoying and benefiting from the programs. Uh, Let's get into an interview with Sissy Preston. She uh, is really uh, knee-deep in the whole final level process, which uh, at WSET they call the diploma. And there are many different units that are involved and a lot of tasting. It's very rigorous. Sissy actually says that it was harder than her law degree uh, to to get knocked out. So let's hear from Sissy Preston, a diploma candidate. Sissy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here and to, you know, get dig into the experience that you have had uh, uh, taking this this certification and how it has added to your trove of, of wine knowledge. And so I guess let's start off by uh, having you tell us where you are at in this certification. Right now, I am registered in the diploma course. I have already passed unit two which is viticulture and vinification. And that's out of how many uh, out units? Out of six units. Out of six units, okay. And the unit I'm on now is unit three, and that is Light Wines of the World, which is the biggest unit in, yeah. the, in the diploma, so and the hardest. One of the most <laughs> comprehensive. And, and when you say uh, light wines, that's the WSET's way of just talking about still wines, normal wines, right? Yes. As opposed Not to sparkling. sparkling. Or fortifieds, right? Right, exactly. What did, so give us a a little glimpse into what what that unit was like and, um, or or the one that you did already, the the viticulture and enology that you already passed is, was it all theory? Was there a tasting? What, What was the, was it just like you had to study for months and months and months? It was a few months, and okay. if you are not a scientist or you haven't done any of the viticulture, it was a little more difficult trying to comprehend um, kind of what goes on in the winery. Right. When you're talking about chemicals and you're talking about fining, um, what goes on you know, in, in the vineyards, when you're talking about um, biting diseases and right. pests, etc., so it was more of an agriculture and scientific unit, but luckily it was multiple choice. Right, and right. so the answer's there. You just have to find it and remember it. Right, right. So Wow. So just really on a professional level and, you know, you could have uh, gone on to make wine after this, right? Almost. <laughs> well, so, um, and then... Now you're on, what have you been doing in preparing for this light wines unit that you're kind of tackling? And uh, best of luck to you, you're taking it in June, right? The exam? Yes. June yeah. 14th. Yeah. So, um, and, and we should mention that, so you're, you're going through this, you actually do take classes, right? And uh, that's with the San Francisco Wine School? Uh, yes, oh. that's with the Grape Experience Oh, in Grape San Experience. Francisco. Okay, wonderful. But there are multiple ways you can do diploma and yeah. different ways people do it. 
Um, sometimes you can sign up for this, the classes, which I go to weekend classes in San Francisco once a month. Yeah. Um, you sign up with WSET online for their instruction. And some people just self-study. Right. Which I wouldn't recommend because <laughs> <laughs> you need a little bit of guidance. Yeah. And so when you're, so you go out uh, once a month to, to Napa Valley or San Francisco mm-hmm. and, um, and what, it, give us a, a, a glimpse as to the classes. Are you tasting just tons of wines? How are you, you're with people from all over the country that are coming in. Uh, what, what's that experience like? We are, we're people from all over the country, um, a lot from California, but all over. Um, there is a um, school also in Philly, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. A lot of people go there too, but those are the two. These are the two main areas. Um, the we do a lot of tasting. That's primarily what we're there for. Right. Um, they give you the types of wines you're going to have on the test. Right. And so it's all blind so, where you don't know what they what they are or when you're practicing. Okay. Sometimes it's blind and sometimes they tell you what it is and then we go over it to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah. And a lot of theory. And a lot of theories. So what what are, what are you kind of studying right now? So this is the whole world of light wines, um, and and so I mean we're we're covering everything from reds and whites and uh, from all over the world, right? Red, white, rosé, um, and what are can I ask you what some of your weaker areas are? I think we should always know our weak spots first, right? As opposed, and then uh, and then we'll talk about your strong areas. The Rhone. Too. The Rhone Valley of France. <laughs> I, I just don't drink a lot of Rhone wines and just kind of getting the grasp of where everything is and the different right. um, soils and because you have to know the soils and the climate and everything that goes into it. So you take your viticulture and your viniculture and you add that to knowing all the wines from that area, from, from the ev- area, every how area. they're grown um, and the varietals in the, in that area. And so how do you go about studying that? I mean, do you just kind of throw yourself in a room with a bunch of maps is, uh, uh, do you find tasting groups helpful? What are, you know, I guess a general theme is, you know, folks who want to learn more, what, what, what are the best ways of kind of honing your wine skills? I'd say tasting groups are a really good idea. I yeah. mean, if you can meet regularly, um, we're on a timed basis for this test so we have to really work on trying to get our tasting notes one wine in seven minutes um, because you have 10 minutes per wine but if you get stuck on something then you're not going to finish and then sometimes study groups work but I had one as you were talking about with Daniela (laughs) recently and everybody's life got in the way and we kind of just kind of fell apart. Right. What do you think works the best with tasting groups? Is it, um, I've found that I, there's not a whole lot of success when, you know, everybody just comes and gets together and brings a bottle. Um, do you, do you have a, a particular kind of methodology that you feel works the best? Um, the last thing we were doing when we met was one person was bringing the wine and we blinded for the rest of the people there. So I knew what wines I had. Right. Um, I put them in bags and numbered them and wrote them down. So even though I was pouring, I knew what was, what was in the bags, but I didn't know which wine was which. So I was a little bit 
blinded and everybody else was fully right and that worked really well okay so that you have one person kind of organizing the experience and then everybody else is along for the ride exactly and then it takes turns and it it all comes around as far as as far as your efforts getting put to the group right 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 yeah how do you think that the the level so you know just a little bit of back on your background and i was really excited to to bring you in somebody from the community uh you actually live in new Braunfels, but um and and you don't come from a wine background. You are a lawyer by trade, right? Yes, I'm a lawyer and a mediator. <laughs> and a mediator. And so this has been something that you have wanted to take on and 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 throw yourself into the trenches of the wine industry, right? Yes. What? What? And so you started. Um, you actually started with the Court of Master Sommeliers, yes. which we we mentioned a little bit when we were talking with Liz Palmer and the and the earlier in the show. What? Um, you know, was your experience there? valuable for the for the rest of your training uh, you moved from the 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 uh, court to then a different uh, modality did that suit you more to be doing more writing if there's a more of a writing focus on WSET yes um, WSET is very different I did start out with the court and because I have a phobia of carrying a tray <laughs> with champagne glasses on it right um <laughs> I, I, the next level was horrifying. So I looked at, so that was kind of a dead end, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I looked at WSET and, um, they have a little bit more to do with business and Mm. marketing. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. I am not a table sommelier. I do not work in a restaurant. And so therefore they're giving me the background, um, to market trends as well as all of the knowledge that comes with it. And I'm also writing an article for a magazine in New Braunfels, and that helps a lot, too. Oh, absolutely. Honing that that craft of writing and thinking in an objective way about wine. Isn't it easy mm-hmm. to get into your own rut of the same descriptions? And, you know, I guess when you're when you're critically looking at your own piece of writing, it might be good to... to I always recommend that, that wine professionals up and coming write, write, write. The only difference is with WSET, they are very strict about how you write your um, your tasting notes. Yeah, can you give how, us an example? <laughs> um, they're very specific as to if you're going to write down something, you have to put it in clusters. Okay. So you say red fruit, and then you have to list the red fruit. Mm. You can't say, oh, it was beautiful and smelled like roses blooming on the vine. They don't want any of the flowery stuff. They don't want the stuff that are made out of magazine articles, basically. They said, give us the facts. You know, is it strawberry? Is it cherry? So, okay, so this is is interesting. So you're almost, you're saying that... In in more of a journalistic sense, you want to be more poetic, right? Than yes. what d- WSCT. But I guess always good to have that 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 training to, yes. to first be able to do that and then move on. Yes, and the theory <laughs> part of the exam is all essay. Yeah, there's no multiple choice. Oh wow! Of of this next one that you're yes. doing, the the light wines of the world. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? Uh, hopefully you're gonna you're, very best of luck to you. You're gonna pass in June. Then what comes next? What are the the other facets of this this big certification? Um, then there's a paper that you write, which I'll be doing this summer. Do you have your topic already? I don't have the topic yet. Okay. They give you two topics to pick from, and then apparently there is an a closed book test on. And this is, I believe, more on marketing um, in November. And then I will have two or three units afterwards, which will be fortified 
Um, Fortified Spirits and Sparkling will be after that. And it should, if everything goes as planned, end up being complete next June of 2018. Wow. And then you'll be, t- you'll be taking how many more trips to, to Napa, I guess, or to, to sorry, San Francisco in total? Um, or- it depends on how many classes I go out to. I have to go out in November for the test. Um, I don't have to go out any time for the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll have classes in December, I believe, and January. So probably three or four more times. And do you, so that sounds like it's awful to be going out to uh, San Francisco to be tasting wine. And um, do you you make, do you try and go and visit wineries while you're out there uh, to to kind of, you know, reinforce those study points? It's hard to get over to Napa, but um, I, I have made quite a few friends out there. And I was out there recently and met some people that flew over from Germany with me. And uh, we all dined at the French Laundry and had an amazing meal and yeah. yeah. So you get the perks of going out there. Right. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, I love interviewing winemakers from California and, and whatnot. Do you feel, so after this, um, you know, once this completes, do you, do you feel like what's, ne- what's in store, teaching classes, writing more, um, all, of, all of the above? You're not going to be in the restaurant field, uh, as we just mentioned. All of the above, but I may be slightly in the restaurant field. There is a wine bar vision okay, <laughs> somewhere in the back of my head. And um, as soon as um, my son graduates from high school, I think that might be a reality. Yeah. And, and it's, I think a lot of folks really look forward to, you know, welcoming people into their, into their establishment and showing them new experiences, right? What, what has wine done for you on almost a greater, uh, piece of not just trying to, uh, you know, work in the wine business or leave your, you know, law career for, uh, to be, to, to go into the wine industry? Has it, does it inspire other things, uh, for you? I think I like it the best when I can, Find people that may not be as experienced in wine and make it enjoyable for them. And yeah. so they have a good time because a lot of people are scared. You know, you have seen the movie Psalm and sometimes the sommeliers scare you a little bit. Right. And I like to demystify wine for people. Yeah. So I would like to teach. I would like to write and just make it fun. Yeah. that about wraps us up thank you so much for uh, listening in i hope you had fun i know wsct week was last week but i hope everybody learned something a big thanks for everybody who made this possible the wsct london office really uh provided some great information liz palmer from uh the texas wine school of course sissy preston diploma candidate Uh, we had the napa valley wine academy was really gracious with information Uh, they were the largest wine school uh, to offer wsct classes and garnered a a big award from from them at uh at this year's festivities um in in the u.s alone there were over seven thousand uh folks to to pass one of their certifications and worldwide uh, we can compare that to over seventy thousand. so congratulations to all the people who really benefited from the programs 
and of course, uh, this is another bottle down. And like us on Facebook and follow on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to the show and don't ever miss an amazing wine conversation. Uh, the iTunes store, search for another bottle down radio. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye.